0: Are you ready to get serious about your next
2: great beginning? Become a part of Larry's Dream Intensive Mastermind. It's a dream team for your serious-minded dream. Find out more at dreamintensive.com slash mastermind.
0: Episode number 30 of the Reinventure Me podcast. Your next beginning is... Deserves better feedback. In this episode of Reinventure Me, we're going to talk about the secret to getting great feedback.
2: Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me podcast
0: with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three zero of the Reinventure Me podcast. I'm Larry Gates, and I'm here with Armin Asadi. Hello, Armin. How are you, Larry? Episode three zero. I-, I remember being 30. Yeah, it's like turning 30. It's like coming of age. We're over the hill now with it the is. Reinventure hey, Me podcast. It's a painful process, but this one is celebratory. Well, I hope that that doesn't mean it's starting to sound
1: tired.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's true.
0: I think it's starting to sound better. Oh good. You know, speaking of feedback, that is our topic for today's show. And on this on this thirtieth episode, we want to certainly be sure to get feedback from our listeners in terms That's of right. how we're doing because we we are still growing up That's on right. this uh reinventure me podcast. Or as my son called it, a a talkie talk? Was that what he
2: said to me?
1: <laughs> yeah, he goes, Enjoy your guys' uh what do you call it, The talkie talk thingy?
0: Talkie talk thingy, you know? <laughs> my twenty-year-old son kind of giving me three-year-old words. But <laughs> but we thought, hey, we'll rename this thing because it's all about transition. We're gonna call this the reinventure me talkie talk. Thingy.
1: <laughs> thingy. Yeah, right. You can't forget the thingy part. <laughs> the that talkie- was the technical term. <laughs> the talkie talk
0: thingy, that's exactly. Right. So this is the podcast for what's next in life. And we always want to be asking, well, what do I want to be when I grow up? We want to help you discover. Did you notice I didn't do that in a high voice
1: this time? Oh, I'm afraid we didn't go Mickey Mouse on it. We didn't go Mickey Mouse there. But
0: we we do want to help you discover your next great beginning. Uh, This show is found not only on uh, the web at reinventure.me slash 30, but you'll find it on iTunes and Stitcher at reinventure.me slash iTunes reinventure.me slash stitcher. And since the topic is about getting feedback, boy, mm-hmm. we really do love to hear from you. So if you haven't been out to either iTunes or stitcher to give us feedback or even to our show page, would you let us know that you're out there? Yeah. Because there's two of us in the studio here recording this. <laughs> and sometimes we don't, just don't want to think that we're talking to ourselves. You know. <laughs> so I think we, uh, we need an inspire me here to warm us up. Let's get it on.
1: Today's Inspire Me is by one of my favorite entrepreneurs on the planet by the name of Elon Musk. Uh, The man has started companies uh, such as SpaceX. Um, He started PayPal.
0: out of this world, right?
1: Yes, that's right. Well played. I see what you did there. (laughs) And uh, a little car company called Tesla. But anyways, uh, he's done a lot more. But here's the... I just entered
0: a contest to win one of those cars. A Tesla? A Tesla. I want to be in that contest. (laughs) How do you get in that? I'll tell you later how you get in that.
1: So his quote is, I think it's very important to have a feedback loop where you're constantly thinking about what you've done and how you could be doing it better. I think that's the single best piece of advice. Constantly think about how you could be doing things better and questioning yourself. Mm, That's great. I think that's why he is where he is right now. I think he's questioned everything.
0: And so few of us want to do that. So few of us want to think about how we could be doing something better. I myself am more thinking about what I can do differently. I, I always tend to be ready to move on to the next thing yeah, rather than thinking about how I can have done the last thing better. Although that's not entirely true because I, I, I did um, mess up a little bit with some things this weekend and a talk that I gave. I didn't particularly like the way oh, it turned out. Oh, the sermon. Yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't particularly like the way it, it went. I felt like I was uh, starting to flutter under some turbulence. And, uh. Uh, so it's a little bit tough to give yourself some <laughs> yeah. some negative feedback. But we're You are your about, worst critic. Oh yeah, I, I usually am. But I often wonder if sometimes there aren't worse critics out there. And that kind of scares me because I know how bad I can get. <laughs> but they we're going to talk about diving into that in this episode. How do we get a really good feedback about something that we might be contemplating. So you're thinking about a career change or you're thinking about some transition that might be going on in your life and you're really thinking about your next great beginning. And maybe you're sitting there feeling like it's all in isolation for you and you're not exactly sure that you have enough of the thoughts together to even go get feedback. So what do you do about all that? Well, back in the day... (laughs) <laughs> of cb radios do you know a cb radio is? i do know i do know okay so you know how they start out a cb transmission they would like breaker breaker one nine. yeah the trucking style yeah yeah exactly yeah. and then what would they say you got your ears on you know it's basically are you listening right yep. and, and come back buddy yeah and it, and that's really a feedback loop talk to it, me goose it's an it's an invitation for an exchange yeah a dialogue yep it's basically saying i'm ready to to hear, I've got my ears on. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what, what you have to say. But, you know, often when it comes to giving feedback, we have a real hard time with that. You know, and, it, and it seems like, or I mean, it's been my experience that we can err in one of two ways. We can either never seek it uh, because we might be a little bit fearful about what we're contemplating. We want to keep it private until we've thought everything through, mm-hmm. and there's a sense that it's got to get. Perfect, or I want to impress somebody with what I've got. So the only feedback that I want to receive is good feedback, right? You know, so I nurse an idea, and I want to figure it out before I share it with anyone because I don't want them to think I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, you put an idea out there, and if it gets criticized, then you might feel like you're an idiot about it right because you're worried about the perception you might put out and project into the world right and so that's really uh, living it out of fear the other side of this that we can uh, fall into with feedback is where we seek it indiscriminately you know and we we look for something from everyone else to tell us about ourselves or idea or what we should do with our life because we don't want to ask that question ourselves right so we go in and so it's fear in another way it's fear of looking in mm mm-hmm. And we're afraid what we might find or worse, we're afraid we might not find anything. Oof. Yep. You know, I remember there was a, there was a funny uh, onion video. Do you ever go to the onion website, the parody website?
1: I uh, no, I never go to their website, but I used to pick up the actual paper that they had. <laughs> right. I know. Well, ironic. there's
0: a, we'll put this video in the show notes cause it's really pretty funny. And it's, a, it's about a number of news analysts that are commentating on the news and they, put a new real-time tracker for an audience poll. So as the commentators are speaking, the tracker is tracking how the audience is polling the individual commentators. Oh, no. And so in real time, they're adjusting their remarks based on the audience poll. Oh, no. And late in the video, they discover that if they say the word post office box, that they're audience approval rating just shoots up. So all the dialogue by the end of the video is just nonsense about post office box, because (laughs) if you can get those words in, you get points for it. And it's sometimes comically like that, that we might just go out and try to find what causes other people Hmm. to resonate
2: right?
0: and very little attention to ourselves Hmm. about what causes us to resonate.
1: Sounds like what Twitter does. That's basically what Twitter is right now to every news station, singer, songwriter, doesn't matter. As soon as they put something out immediately, they
0: have their feedback on Twitter. Well, certainly Twitter is a, is a fast feedback mechanism and, and it's great to get fast feedback, but the question is, do you adjust your behavior because of the audience or because of what's important to you? Good question. So when we, Think about feedback on our next great beginning or an idea that we might have that we're just trying to figure out if it makes sense or not. You know, we can err with either not sharing it at all or sharing it indiscriminately. But when it comes to feedback, the best feedback we need to intentionally seek. Right. And so um, maybe we should back up our mean. Maybe we should talk about why getting intentional feedback is so important. Absolutely. Um, I think there's a
1: ton of reasons in this probably a lot more than the three that we're about to share, but let's just dive into these three that I Yeah, think these are three good ones, and yeah. you probably have some of your own. Yeah, got like 17 off the top <laughs> of my head. So one of the things, and I, I know you could talk to this, is that it gives validation to your new path. Um, there's a lot of things that we want to get into. There's a lot of steps that we want to take forward. And um, a lot of times... We, we question it. We don't know what how, how is the best way to take it, if it's the best step to take, if it's the direction we should go. And uh, feedback is one of those things that validates that idea or that path or that uh, new direction that you're about to
0: take. You know, validation is really important in the sense that when we have a certain degree of validation, we're able to reduce our risk enough that we feel like it's safe to make a step toward it. Hmm. And getting feedback from other people to know That you're not crazy, you know. Yeah, helps with that. Yeah, it it also helps with knowing that you have their support Mm -hmm. uh, in doing that. Yeah, Uh, but one of the things I think is really essential about this is that you really cannot discover your purpose in isolation. Yeah, you can't discover it by looking at other people only, Mm -hmm. but you can't discover it in isolation either. Yeah, by only looking inwardly. Because here's the thing. I don't believe that we really see the way we're extraordinary. We need other people to tell us that because Mm -hmm. we're inside our own skin Mm -hmm. and we have no good external frame of reference to say, Hey, I'm really good at this thing, or I'm really good at another thing. And Mm -hmm. we need to get the feedback from others to inform us of that because we'll be oblivious to it. Mm -hmm. I think you're exactly right. So that's a, I think
1: that's a great reason. Right on, right on. Uh, The other reason why um, is that it really does speed your learning. Um, I could probably share a bunch of stories of how this has done it for me. Um, Recently, I actually put a Facebook post up um, and I was talking about failure um, and how failure is the best friend to, to success or something weird like that. I don't even know. But one of my mentors instantly jumped in while he was in the middle of an executive meeting (laughs) <laughs> he's Facebook, watching. Yeah. He's doing Facebook. Like, in what are you of... doing? Aren't you in an executive meeting right now? <laughs> he ends up uh, messaging or commenting right back. And he said, my dad always used to tell me, learn from my mistakes so you don't have to make them again. And you can make it through life a lot faster than I did to get where I got. Mm. That was right. his advice. And I thought, well, that's good. But why don't you get back to your executive meeting?
0: <laughs> Stop making me feel guilty. <laughs> well, it's true. We don't have time to make all the mistakes there are that can be made. That's right. <laughs> and they will slow us down. So getting a, a speed course and learning is good. And one of the big mistakes that we could make is really to, um, to assume that everybody thinks the way we do. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because we either think they think we do or they ought to. <laughs> you know. It's usually they odd, too. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's, more, it's much more comfortable when somebody else thinks the way I do. You right. know? But the fact of the matter is, uh, we are probably anomaly in our thinking. I mean, God made each of our brains completely different. Mm-hmm. And while we might think similarly, we will never think exactly like someone else. Right. And even as... As you go and you you get into a book study or a Bible study, and you can see different people's lenses and how they look at something, yeah, it accelerates your own learning about it because you may not have looked at it from the same angle, right? And just getting together with my friends, even the choice of vocabulary that they might use to describe something mm-hmm. causes me to think differently about it, right? And it accelerates my learning.
1: Yeah, and, and and people's different wirings, you know. Th- there is a lot of things I I, I don't feel like I am very gifted at. I don't feel like they're my strengths. Like seeing details, I am not a details guy. I surround myself by people who are extremely detail oriented and very mm. systemized, and they help me see things I would never see. And if I didn't depend on them for the feedback that they give me on the ideas that I come up with, I I would flop. Mm on a daily basis trying to lead an organization and their feedback is absolutely fundamental to how I lead any organization mm-hmm. cause I can't do it without them. But yeah, their wiring helps me, especially because it is different. Right. But here's the third thing. Um, it really helps you connect you to new communities and opportunities and uh, we've talked about networking. We've always talked about how people are your greatest resource. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how many different ways that we talked about this. And yet again, we're bringing this up because it truly is something that can make huge impact on your life. And even in the feedback mechanism, this you reaching out the new ways it is, it, it does help you go into new communities, to bring in new people into your life, people that are ahead of you who've Mm -hmm. lived this out um, years ago. Now they're in a new season. They can help you get there. But it does make a
0: huge impact in that. And I'm sure you've experienced that a lot. Yeah, you know, I wonder sometimes about how better connected I might have been if I'd been willing to ask for feedback more Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. And I think you're absolutely spot on, Armin, that when we ask for feedback, we are expressing a certain vulnerability that opens other people up to their willingness to start to share their network with us and the resources that they have. Yeah, And I think just the willingness to say, I am looking for help. I think there's one piece um, that is always missing
1: after explaining why it's important. I think it's that little piece that involves how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Because it's something that a lot of people freeze up on. Right. So, And I know you've done this a lot. You've done it with customers. You've done it personally. You've done it with mentors. I've heard you talk about this in several ways. Can you give us some suggestions as to the
0: how? Yeah, there's a few. So first of all, don't treat all feedback equally. What do you mean by that? Well, not everybody that you are going to get feedback with, you should have the same goal for. So in other words, create specific purpose for the feedback that you're getting based on who you're getting it from. Oh, that's why you kind of go around about through your entire network. Different people, feedback will serve different purposes. Hmm. Let me me explain how that might work. Think about three different kinds of groups that you might get feedback from. So the first might be your critical team. What what is a critical team? And and critical team means these are the people that you absolutely want to have on board with whatever you're contemplating. So, it, so if you're considering a career change, for instance, you're not going to make that career change unless you have these people on board. So are these, are these the experts per se? Is that? No, let, let me, let me explain that. So it may be the, the, the two that you might have on board to begin with in your critical team. It might just be one and, and that is you, <laughs> That's you know, a good start. Yeah. Well, sometimes we don't even put ourselves on the critical team. We do something that we think everybody else wants right? and we don't put ourselves there. And we need to remember that we are the CEO of you, Mm. you know, and I mean, of course, God is over all of that. But apart from that, we are the ones to whom we have accountability for the choices that we make. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody else can walk our path for us. We have to walk it ourselves. But there are certain critical people in our lives, like our family, for instance, which uh, they would be in the critical team. You know, mm-hmm. your spouse would be in your critical team. Yeah, You don't want to make a change without having alignment with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting feedback, get feedback from your critical team. The purpose of that feedback is to create alignment. Mm-hmm. So alignment with yourself in terms of, it is, is what I'm considering, Is it resonate with who I am, the gifts that I have, the purposes that I know about myself? Does it reflect? And if I pursue it, Will I become more like the kind of person I want to become? Hmm. Those are questions that you can say I'm creating self-alignment with.
1: So aligning with? Values, vision, dream, exactly. mission, all and your and
0: your and the energy that you have, your skills, all those things come into alignment. Got right? it. Got it. Yep. So that's self-alignment. Okay. And then you have alignment in your marriage with respect to what you're contemplating. Crucial. So, yeah. With your spouse. So much
1: crucial. Yeah. Right.
0: So your critical <laughs> team might be one person. If you're married, it might be two, or it might be more than that, depending mm-hmm. on the most important, valuable people in your life to whom you're making a consideration right now. It Mm -hmm. could be your kids. It could be uh, extended family. You might be a caretaker of a elderly parent, for instance, and the choice that you make could affect them as Mm -hmm. well. And you might want to factor that in. So those are your critical team members. Then your advisory team members are kind of that next ring out. And your advisory team members might be your mentors or your very good friends, people that know you well enough to advise you. But the purpose for getting feedback from them isn't for alignment because you might do something that they don't agree with, mm-hmm. but the purpose for, for uh, getting feedback from them is for good decisions. What you're looking for here is to get wisdom from them because they know you mm-hmm. and they can help you uncover blind spots. Got it. And they may not agree with what you're doing, but the purpose of what they're there to do, if you look at them and say, these, this advisory team is here to help me increase my own self-awareness and make good decisions. Okay. Then the next group out that you might get feedback from are your domain team. Now, these are people that you may not even know yet. Hmm. So consider uh, that you're going through a career change, for instance. Hmm. You know, Maybe you want to be a public speaker or a writer and you've never done it before. Yeah, You might have some terrific friends. You might have some terrific mentors right now, but maybe none of them have ever been a writer or none of them have ever been a presenter. Right. And they have no idea what that's about. So the domain team are the experts and the practitioners and maybe even your future customers if you're going to be selling to them in some way. Now, these are the people it can tell you about what that world is like mm. and they can give you feedback on how that world might affect you so the purpose for feedback from that group is different you're not looking to that group to help you inform a good decision about wisdom you're not looking to that group to get alignment with them yeah what you are looking for that group is to evaluate your fit mm. and what you need to do to be more successful with that endeavor mm. So you're looking to see how well you fit with what they're about. So really, there's three kinds of teams that, that you can uh, move into this. You want to have your critical team that you're trying to create alignment with. You want to have your advisory team that can help you make good decisions and, and, and work with you to, to just uh, identify blind spots. And then you need perhaps a new team in the new domain area. Right on. Well, you drove that one home. So what's next? Ooh, so yeah, next. Um we've you know, we talked about this way back in episode four. And I'm like I talking do you remember about what we talked about. Well, because <laughs> because you said with the networking thing, we we beat this drum to death. <laughs> and I think we put it in an early episode because it really is so critical and it's a tremendous life lesson for me. And that is to develop a learning mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, and back in episode four, we talked about how important mindset is to your next great beginning. And there was a anonymous quote, actually Think you you found this and it says you know if you're afraid of criticism say nothing, do nothing, be be nothing. nothing. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I love that. No, it's a great quote. So challenging. It is challenging, and many of us are right there. We're afraid of criticism. You know, we're afraid because of what somebody might say to us that that informs us that there's something wrong with us. Yeah, we should read that quote one more time
1: just just so it sinks. (laughs) All right.
0: If you are afraid of criticism say nothing, do nothing, be, be nothing.
1: nothing. <laughs> oh, I love that. I don't like it. It hits me in my gut. I know. We just, punch, <laughs> we just punched a hole. through that one went, <laughs> I still like it. Well,
0: here's the key. Negative feedback is not about you, even though it might feel that way. Hmm. And the flip side of that is positive feedback isn't about you either, hmm. even though it feels good to receive. Yeah. I like what somebody said. Freedom is facing criticism and praise and having the same reaction. Hmm. And that's when we know we're truly free. Hmm. When we can just say, I can learn from my uh praise that I receive, and I can learn from the criticism that I receive. If if I can take the same reaction to both criticism and praise, I truly have grown. But you know, oftentimes when we start getting feedback, we can get defensive. You know? So uh, sorry, I don't
1: I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. what is what is that uh appropriate reaction is it is so it's not it's not joy because it's praise it's not hurt
0: because it's criticism but it's but if you take it as a learning mindset okay that i something i can learn even when i'm being praised for something and there's something i can learn even when i am being criticized for something Mm. that if we come at it from a learning mindset we really have the freedom to grow but so often when we get criticism, though, we push back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I might explain something to you. I might tell you about some idea I've had, some business concept or whatever, and you might give me some feedback about it. And I might say, yeah, but, you know, and I'm not saying yeah as strong as I'm saying but. Hmm. You know I'm saying? Yeah, yeah is the dismissive part, yeah. but is my defensive part. Hmm. And I'm I'm just saying you don't get it. Yep. So don't get defensive with the yeah, buts, but start, you know, using words like, well, tell me more. Yeah. You know, when somebody says something that you start to feel a little bit uncomfortable with, yeah. say, you know, tell me more and mm. explain how you see that for me so I can get it and I can understand it. Yeah. And maybe even, you know, "Well, what steps would you take if mm. you were in my shoes?
1: I love that question. Yeah. Because it makes
0: it actionable. Yeah, it does. Uh, so the third thing we can do, so that, that's number two, is to develop a learning mindset. The third thing we can do is, is get personal. Now, I've just said not to get defensive, but now I'm saying get personal, but I yeah. mean it in a totally different way. Right. And I know this is something that you do really well, Armin. When you're getting personal, you're basically taking a one-to-one approach about your feedback.
2: Right.
0: You're not doing a mass email on a blind copy list to a bunch of people saying, can you give me feedback about this right. idea? been on the receiving end of that we all have. <laughs> and when I see that I'm blind copied on, I could you give me some input on this or take this little survey or yeah. whatever, I'm less inclined. Mm-hmm. But if somebody calls me and says, Hey, could you spend 15 minutes with me? Because I really would value your perspective on something I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm complimented and now I'm much more emotionally invested to give them help. Right. And that's your experience as well. Oh gosh. Yeah. So Find If you want feedback, you're going to find that the best feedback is going to come from those who take it as seriously as you do. If you send out something that says, I want this to be fast on my part and convenient, don't expect somebody to do something any less so on their part. Mm -hmm. Spend the time with it. Call or be personal about it. Fourth way we can get good feedback is simply switch chairs. And what I mean by that is that when you're asking somebody for feedback, you need to remember that their default response will be based on their personal aspirations.
1: Right. Well, we, yeah, I mean, I think it's always true. We always speak from our own experiences.
0: Yeah, our own experience, but also what we would do
1: if, if we would, were right. us,
0: yep. not if we were them. Based on our values. Based, based on them. everything that yep. we know about ourselves. Right on. And so you have to coach The person you're getting feedback with, and this is why it takes intentionality, you have to actually do the thinking to help them get on your side of the table. Mm. And you can very simply do that. You can tell them what your aspirations are and then just say, look, knowing what you know about me and knowing where you know I want to go, what would you do? Mm. But you have to put it out there that way. You have to say, get on my side of the table. Think about this from my vantage point. In terms of what I'm trying to do, what's valuable to me, how would you get there? Hmm. You know, that's very wise. I like that a lot. And then switch sides again. Go to the other side of the table. This time, you become the critic, Hmm. and you help them criticize you Hmm. or give you feedback. So you just say, you know, I've been thinking about this change going into this new career, and I'll tell you one of the things that I think is the biggest challenge that I see with it Hmm. is X, Y, Z. Okay. And then you say this, now that's the biggest challenge I can see. Can you top that? Is there a bigger challenge that you think I might be missing? Uh-huh. So so have them one up your own observation mm. about what you're doing. That probably
1: gives them even buy into the process because they'll probably feel challenged from that to see if they can see it as uh, as well as you've seen it or as process it as well
0: as you've it, processed if it. You, if you're working with somebody who's a little competitive, they might find that to be one-upping. But what it really does is it gives them permission to speak freely because you're I speaking know. freely. Yeah. And if they know you're willing to call a spade a spade yeah, about your own situation, they know that you can handle whatever spades they're going to give you.
1: Right. But there's, you're, you're capable of actually separating the idea from yourself and you won't be offended by it. Exactly.
0: And right that's on. back to that learning mindset. When yep. you can communicate that you really open up the opportunity of getting the kind of feedback that's going to help you. But mm. so few of us do that because we're not willing to even spend the time thinking about what our most critical, deepest fear might be yeah. and the vulnerability that it takes to put that out on the table.
1: Yeah, I could it, see that being so tough for my friends that are very emotional processors. Yeah, it's, mm. it, well, it is tough. I, I, it's, it's funny, we talk about it now as a joke Ever since we all went through Myers-Briggs together, it it gave us a new form of communication to talk about. But the emotional processors, it's, it's just a constant joke. Because anytime you say something is a bad idea, we always, for the emotional processors, we always have to put in the additional part by saying... And by that, I don't mean anything against you. I'm specifically just talking about the right. idea. You're always putting the, the disclaimer <laughs> in there, you know?
0: No animals were harmed in the shooting of this film. <laughs> right on, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, number five, and finally to close this out, is to close the loop. Uh, yeah. You know, I've had so many people to whom I've given feedback, mm-hmm. and then they come back and they tell me what they've done with it. Wow. And I want to go, that's terrific. Yeah. And then there are those who don't do that. That's the side I usually experience is the. Well, um, I do too. I'm just saying the ones that stand out to me. Yeah. Are the ones that tell me what they've done with the feedback that they've received from me. Right. Because now it invests me even more. So if you want to have great feedback, it isn't a one-time transaction and it doesn't just go one way. You have to cultivate that. And the way you cultivate Mm -hmm. that is close the loop. Mm -hmm. When you get good feedback, Go back and tell them what you did with that, how that shaped your thinking, and you might even get some more great feedback or get connected to some other people that can give you other good feedback. But if you don't close the loop and you just thank them for it, you know, you can be polite and all the rest, and thank and just go away, Mm -hmm. you you lose an opportunity to really cultivate a good relationship.
1: Yeah, I can't agree more because I I I I watch so many people send that feedback request, and uh, you know, it, it takes some time. To put together a well thought out feedback for someone, and you know whether it takes you a half an hour or an hour to give that feedback. After you go through that process, and all you get is a thanks or hey, I really appreciate your help on this, blah blah blah, and you never hear
0: back from them, or you don't even get that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's often
1: the which case is well. which is just awkward. But after you go through that process and you realize how helpful the feedback um, process is, I promise you, you will go back to the people who gave you useful feedback and you're going to ask for feedback again. And there's diminishing returns. If you don't close the loop, just like you recommend me the next time, these people who've come back to me and asked me for feedback, who just didn't do anything with me after that, that didn't tell me if they applied it, how they applied it, if they liked it, if they hated it, just gave me nothing. Then I, I, I next time I see that feedback, I just completely ignore it. I don't. Yeah. I,
0: I, uh... I'm the same way. They might ask for my help again, and I might give them help, but I won't do it with the same energy as as I would have otherwise. Right. Well, we need to give a challenge on this episode. Well, as always,
1: we want to keep it somewhat simple. So here's the challenge for today. Write the most challenging and threatening questions you can think of to ask someone about a change you are contemplating. Ooh
0: to make that a little bit fearful
1: i'm not doing that i just want you to know that (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm actually planning on doing this in my entire company as of uh uh september 1st or the first week of september and uh they're they're probably going to tear me apart if i know my team at all so (laughs) i'm I'm i am definitely something to look forward to yeah i'm definitely doing something threatening i got the threatening part down for me (laughs)
0: Also, well, so find that challenging and threatening question that you can think of and, and ask someone to do that this week. Now you might have a challenging or threatening question of us, and you can leave that on our show notes at reinventure.me slash three zero, get you right to this episode. And my friends, we would love to have you rate our show on iTunes and stitcher reinventure.me slash iTunes reinventure.me slash stitcher. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today's episode. In fact, we might be a little bit over, but we're so glad you hung in there, and we thank you for uh, your listening to this show. We'd love to get your feedback. So please give us feedback on the feedback episode, and we'll see you next week.
2: You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi.